Okay, welcome to episode two, File Your Goals. What is it and does it work? And thank you for listening to the Rockstar Lawyer Project. I'm Lawyer Greg. I'm Rob Ashford. And Rob the Brit. I can't get him to call himself Rob the Brit. Rob the Brit. Rob the Brit. Rob the Brit. The Battle of Dunkirk. <laughs> it's all it's on it's on at the theaters right now. He didn't even he didn't even know I had to tell him. So so anyway, um, uh, you know, file your goals. Hey, it's your show, Robert. You're you're well. The, su- the subject. What am I doing today? The subject of this episode is about goal setting, and one of the ways that you've mentioned about goal setting is filing your goals. So, really, to start off with, what is what is the difference between filing your goals and just goal setting? I mean, is there a difference or is it just an aspect of goal setting? Goal setting. Yeah, so I think there is a difference. And, you know, first, I think you have to look at what are goals? Should you have them? Right. Well, and you- then filing your goals is a process by which I have been attacking life and business goals. With success, with great success. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that I think helps with persistence. Um, for me, I'm an attorney and right. I have a, I mean, I've, I will go through thousands of files sometimes per year on clients. And the goal in each one is to come out with the desired outcome, right? To achieve the desired outcome or the best result possible. In that situation, I work on it and other people work on that file as well. So it struck me a year or so ago that, hey, you know, if I have these goals, number one, I think writing them down in the morning and the evening is a good thing to do. And we talk about that in the Rockstar Lawyer book, okay, a lot about the, the repetition, keeping the goals that are relevant to you and that survive right through the evolution of your day-to-day life uh, right in front of you, right? And the ones that are strong and the global goals, the big goals will stay in front of your face. Yeah. That was one of the, that was one of the Charles Schwab motivational techniques. It was in the twenties. And there's tons of little gimmicky, you know, thing, but that work, right. And he wrote it. He had people, everybody in the company, like write those on a note card and keep them in their pocket. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so keeping those front and center in your mind, also um, maybe breaking them down into smaller targets or tasks and writing those down in the morning as well or the night before. So those, those are things I think are important. But Schwab had you read them. Yes. Write them down once. Keep them in your pocket and read them. Yeah. Um, throughout the day until you'd accomplished that first one. And then and only then you move on to the next one. Right. And and that was wasn't it five things that you had to do the next day or something like that? Yeah, you yeah. had you had that list that you made up in the evening. Yeah. Of your your five. So if you'd got through the first one one day, but you hadn't finished the second one, the second one on that day would become the first the next day. It would just move up. I like that. I might incorporate that too. Yeah. I constantly incorporate new things. File your goals was more about taking some of the bigger things and making files out of them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, and I'm going to write this down. I want to make a plane file because I want to buy a plane. 
a plane and pilot falcon. That's something I want to do. Oh, you, you're going to learn to fly. I do. I think an achievable oh, way. Have you already? I have not already. Okay. Um, but an achievable way for me to learn to fly or for me to get from point A to point B quicker and serve clients in a bigger area instead of taking a day and a half out. I was seeing clients in uh, Wilmington, which is, you know, five hours away. Right. A couple weeks ago. I went down there late one night after work, checked in the hotel at 1.30 a.m., sleep by 2, up by 7 the next morning, had a hearing at 11, prepared for the hearing, had a good breakfast, drove back, was back here to do other things at like 7 that night, you know, um, exhausted that night that I went, I went to bed, totally exhausted. So if I had a small plane, I could have been there in an hour. So how, how would you set that goal so what I would do is I would create a file, print a picture out of the plane, and maybe a picture of a pilot, right, in there as well. Staple it in the front of the file. Okay. And then maybe write down what I see as the task associated with that, the checklist task associated with that, and staple that inside the file. Would this be something you would have like a reminder of on on a wall or a or a? I have a file cabinet that has nothing in it but those goal files. Okay. The ones that are important to me, I carry around, yeah. or I keep with me, or keep out in the floor beside my desk or conference table or on the conference table when I'm working. And I work on it. For instance, I just bought a building. Okay. Yeah. That was a big goal of mine. Is to owner operate the property that I do business in. I'm an elder law attorney. I have McIntyre elder law and I pay rent to someone and I have since I've been an attorney and, and left a firm, right. And, and started my own shop and, uh, and started my own firm. So, you know, I have a desire. I like real estate. I would like to own more real estate. Makes um, sense. And it does from a lot of uh, aspects. It makes sense to me. So in order to do that, um, I had probably tried and failed at that a number of times because of a lot of different reasons. And, you know, you got student loans, you've got, you know, family, uh, there's bills, there's fear, there's all kind of reasons why you might not do it and reasons that block me from doing it. Yeah. There is, and, and so what I did is I actually identified the property I wanted to buy. I'm looking at the file right now, and it is a thick file. It's probably two inches thick, you think? And I, so I identified it, and um, you know, I set it up. I put a picture on the front. I mocked up a, a, um, the building with my logos and signs on it. Yes. And I put it there and i worked on it literally for over a year and that was something you you would pull out every day to to go through to go you know something not no not necessarily because sometimes i put it up and i didn't want to see it or i got sick of it (laughs) okay and then i'd pull it back out because something in my mind would say you got that file just like I, i work on files all the time you need to address that issue right and for me making it a file was a way I could work on it and get back on the horse and come at it from a different angle on another day when I was ready to start fresh. 
which is really until it's completed. Which is really the why of goal setting. Um, that, that's that's a huge why of goal setting. Why do you set goals? So okay, so you know, for me, goals are a good way to put an object out there that I desire for one reason or another, and to uh, to try to accomplish that task or reach that goal or buy that thing um, or hire that person. So, so for me, it's defining what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're not defining what you're doing, then you're kind of being tossed around by the waves of life. Right. This is a way to cut through all that, a straight line. Well, it's not necessarily a straight line, but it's the destination of where you're going. Mm-hmm. If you're hiring someone, it's the person you want to hire, what their characteristics are, or else, you know, you're going to not get the desired hire. And that's going to cause problems in your business. You know, is it your, it's just like, who do you want to date? You know, if you're, if you're single, it's, uh, you know, have you define that? Because we, we tend to attract and allow into our, not necessarily attract, but allow into our lives you know, those things which we've defined that we want. Yeah. And if we haven't defined them, then we're going to, we could be attracting problems, right? And uh, exacerbating problems. I certainly find that with regards to goal setting, if I haven't, if I, if I sit down at my computer one day and I haven't really set forward what I'm going to want to accomplish that mm-hmm. day, I usually don't accomplish that much. I'm I'm like moving from one subject to another, and I mean even on a small scale, writing down just the task you want to accomplish in your calendar and what you want to do when will let you be in control of your day. You'll know what you're doing, and you will accomplish a ton more by the end of the day with the ease, with greater ease than if you sit down with no objective. And there are different generalized objectives. There were different levels of goals as well, right? Not just daily goals, right. your weekly goals, as your financial ones, your yeah. your ridiculously. I, I, try, you know, I try not to get too complicated with it. No, I just can't function that way. I think you could goal yourself, goal plan yourself to death. And I don't want to be too constricted. What I do, I know people who may function well, boiling their goals down that far. But you do have at least one I know of a ridiculously success, a ridiculously impossible goal, which isn't impossible as we've we've spoken about that in the in the book it's not like you you want to join i think the example we used was get hired by nasa by wednesday and be piloting a a new warp speed spacecraft to one of saturn's moons it's not going to happen by wednesday but you want something that could be looked upon as impossible you might have you might but, hey, you know, but, but, now. but okay, so so let's talk nice. about that. Let's talk about being hired by the NASA by Wednesday, impossible okay? goal. and 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 then piloting a new warp speed rocket to Saturn. Okay, <laughs> let's let's say that's your goal. Okay, all right. I'm just I'm going to take on this one with a straight face and a right. positive right. attitude. Okay, so so if you if you do as I laugh. You know, if that is your goal, that's a that's a great goal. I love it. Okay, I'd love for that to be my kids' goal, right? Mm-hmm. 
go, you know, and so if you do go for that goal, I mean, it might not happen by Wednesday. So number one, don't be disappointed when it doesn't happen by Wednesday. Right. But at least you've gotten your ass in gear and you're headed toward that goal. Right. And, and then let's say you arrive at, at NASA and they tell you, yo, you've got to go get a degree in astrophysics or I don't know, some kind of rocket shit or something. I don't know. Something, right? <laughs> something. Okay. So you got to get this degree and, and, uh, and, th- and now, you know, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to go get this damn degree. So you, you set off to get this degree, you know, and while you're getting this degree, um, you meet a ton of amazing people. And, you know, one of them happens to be this, this young lady or person you're attracted to. I don't want to gender, genderize somebody, you know, or commit a faux pas there. Is it faux pas or foul palks? It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. It's not foul palks. It's faux palks. So anyway, you don't, is, you know, you don't, so, so, you know, let's say you meet somebody there and, you know, you start dating and man, that becomes your wife, you know, and you got this beautiful wife who's smart and she's, She's going to be an astrophysicist or something, you know, or, or biologist or something. I don't know. Astrobiologist. And, you know, so, you, so you've made, I mean, you're, you're on the way, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you've set your, your whole life down this other fucking path, okay, which is awesome, mm-hmm. this awesome yeah. path, okay? And then so, you, so you're on this path, and, and then you graduate, right? And, you know, you're not top of your class, but you're, you're somewhere in the middle and you're pretty good at it. Right. But you've got some other, you know, you can run, you got, you're in good shape, you know, you're, so you got a lot of qualities. You're still well on your way to being this astronaut. Right. And then, you know, you get to NASA and, you know, I don't know, they don't hire you because they're not hiring a lot of new rocket scientists, astrophysicists anymore. And, you get to go to work for Elon Musk, right? So you start petitioning all these smaller space, you know, private space places mm-hmm. for jobs, man. And maybe one of them gives you a job or shit. Maybe one, maybe you start your own. Right. Right. Yeah. And you start doing a part of that, right? Maybe you get on with a team and you just start working on rocket engines, you know? And your goal is to make this damn warp thing, right, one of these days, or the fastest engine possible, and you drives in technology. Yes. And, you know, people are living longer, so, you know, you end up living to 150, and somewhere along the next 100 years, man, we're pretty regularly going to Mars. So you help make that possible, and you get on a ship and take your ass to Mars, Right. So you know what? You didn't fly a warp speed aircraft and get employed by NASA by Wednesday. But you did kind of accomplish somewhere along the lines those goals that you wanted to accomplish, didn't you? It put you on that path. It put you on that path, right? Yeah. So, you know, my kids, and this is a real discussion I've had with my kids, the girls and the boys, is – you know, you should, because I mean, some of them are just, some of them are really high EQ with emotional, you know, intelligence with, and personality, and some of them are more, uh, you know, introverted bookworms and just physicist types, you know. 
Um, and I have six of them, so I have a variety. And and uh, and you know, I've told him, you know, you should be the first woman president, or you should be the first man on Mars, right? You know, like Jordan. Oh, come on! You know, some of them will laugh and joke. No, really, you know, that should be what you go for. And those are what huge goals allow you to do. Yes. Small, bite-sized, accomplishable chunks of goals, I call tasks or targets. And those are smaller things that you need to accomplish. But those become part of the steps that get you to your goal. And the thing is, and I I talked about when I said the evolution of your goals and writing them down in the morning and afternoons or evenings, because they will evolve. You know, my goal that's right. Along the path may not be the same a year from now as it is today. And the really strong goals that I'm passionate about will survive. Others will take their place. Right. The buying the building and this file I'm holding in my hand, mm-hmm. the papers I'm rustling. I'll drop it just so you can hear the thing. I mean, you know, that was a real passion of mine and I made it one that I was going to get that damn building. And this is an amazing story for me. This is a new shift in my thinking about purchasing real estate, one, but not just about purchasing real estate, about any accomplishing any task or solving any problem and how we spend the most, most of our lives knocking at the wrong doors, Mm -hmm. locked doors, or barking up the wrong tree and how to be disciplined with your approach and learn when you're doing that and shift to find the right opportunities to help you accomplish your goals. Well, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Since you started down that path regarding the real estate, you want me to go how through long, that? Okay. Well, how long has it been yeah. since you first thought about that to the point where you actually bought the building? Yeah, so I've been thinking about real estate for decades, okay? And and then it just really, as, as the part of being a lawyer and making money, having a job, okay, a jobby job, and making money at my real job, right? And then, right. you know, that gave me a thought that, hey, I could own this building, right? I, I, why am I paying rent, you know? And, hey, you know, I've concentrated. We're doing okay at the firm, you know, that, let's translate that into a loan, right? A down payment and a loan on the property. And then, um, you know, I got to know the process. Of, and I had closed, I bet you I've closed over a thousand real estate loans. But I've never been the one buying a commercial property. Okay. Right. So, so you know, I learned the process in and out about lending. And also, I learned that certain banks out there, just want dentists. That's their focus. Or doctors to you know for commercial spaces where they run their practices. Or or lawyers. There are ones out there that want lawyers. Yeah. Or it might be something else. It might be construction. It might be something, you know. But there is a bank out there and a lender that focuses on what you do. There are people out there and brokers who will find money all over the world to help you finance your deal with real estate or whatever else and working capital. I've made friends doing this. I've made enemies doing this just with this process. And I say enemies. I don't mean I tried to make an enemy. I mean, 
I had people on board trying to help me for a long time in this process that I didn't need. They were the wrong people that didn't help that hurt. Right. And I was in it just for the fight and to win on some of this. And I had to cut them loose and they weren't happy, but you move on and you find the right person and winning kind of erases everything. Accomplishing that goal makes it all okay. Right. I mean, you want to be as nice as you can about it, as nice as you can without hurting yourself. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I accomplished the goal. And how, how long did that take? Over a year. Over a year. Many people would be discouraged during that time and go a different path. Right. Okay. Many people would persist well beyond that. I did persist well beyond that, and I'm glad I did. And now I've got the ability. I need to go show it to you. We're going to well, put a studio a, in there. A year isn't really that long when it comes to something of this size, this, right. this goal size. Sure. This is, this is pretty quick, relatively. Um, from maybe, maybe about it to actually yeah. buying the building. Right. And it's commercial. It's yeah. not like a house, is it? It's different. No, it is different. It's a different yeah. process. And it does take, take longer, depending on the loan you get and things like that. Right. Okay. So I would have liked to have gotten it done a lot quicker. I, th- I would like to think within several months I could get Well, the it. next one will be done quicker. I agree. And now I know how to do it. Yeah, and I could exactly. more efficiently do it, right, exactly. the next time. But the things I learned from doing this, is inv- it's been invaluable. So, so making the goal of five, for me, it's something I'm used to. It's something I know. It may be something else for someone else. But for me, it was a place to store all the, dang, the damn information, right? Right. To store the information, to visualize, I mean, really put the logos on the building and mock it up and look at it every day. I put it up in the office next door, which is my war room, so I could see it whenever I was in there and everybody else didn't see it. I saw it. Right. And just keeping it in front, you know, the tip of my mind. And, but if you, um, if you hadn't had that original goal of moving to a larger building, you would probably not in the position you are now no no and that's true so that started but that i mean that so yeah other goals can spawn new goals right yeah yeah so the first goal is just i have a mcintyre elder law in every city in the u.s over thirty thousand people it's a ridiculously large goal okay yeah but that forces me to look at constant expansion and if i look at constant expansion that means that i then so it's having big goals Set your goals big, huge. I want to get hired by NASA on Wednesday and be <laughs> flying a warp speed aircraft to Saturn, right? Right. By Saturday. Um, have huge goals. And then, you know, you pick up that degree on astrophysics and maybe a company and other things along the way to try to help you get there, right? Um, well, that, that does pick up, up, a, up a commercial building. That does bring up another subject, doing what you love. Yeah. If you didn't love this job, you'd quit. Yeah. You wouldn't have. Well, you've been in it for for Because you'd say, why the hell are you doing it? Yeah. But you've really got to love what you do. Otherwise, what the hell is it? Yeah, it sounds really hokey, loving what you do. It sounds hokey. It does. I always thought it was really hokey. Because I just just want to make money. But it's just. Whatever. Well, I think that's why so, so many people get in trouble with with their own work they they don't love what they do they're doing it as a job if it's just a job 
you're never really going to get big. You're never, you're never going to be one of those people that I mean, has been super successful. I was listening to Andy Frisella, which, uh, which has a podcast, by the way, MFCEO Project. It's great. And he was talking about this, okay? Andy, Andy talked about this. And he said, you know, you really just want to be good at what you do, period. People that are really, really super successful, especially now, are good at what they do. You know, they love what they do. The, the, but they're good at what they do because they love it. And that means they're going to go learn everything they can about it. Right. And they're going to stick in there, stick and stay through the tough times, which is going to allow you to accomplish things. So really the not quitting is, is, is the key, mm-hmm. which is odd because the title of our show next week is, is be a quitter. I don't know though, because if you, if you, even if <laughs> you we're have talking, assistance, yeah. mm-hmm. if you don't love what you're doing, you're more likely to quit. I Eventually. Agree. Or not be good at what you do. Yeah. So you want to love yeah. what you're good you might at. Not, you might not. How about you love what you're really naturally good at? Yeah. Accept yourself. Know your limitations. Those things are very, are very good things to do. You should know what your limitations are. Uh, to an extent. Where your strengths I, and weaknesses I, I, are. I think you've got to realize that the idea of no limits is also there, that you can break free of whatever limits have imposed on you as long as you don't. I would propose them. to you that that is true in my experience, that an idea of no limits, but that, that only becomes reality when you realize and pare down your limits and, and know your limits. Okay. Now focus. let me tell you what I mean. And I call this the X factor and we should put you, this you, in you're multiple. Talking, you're talking about focus. Right? Uh, yes, but fo- that's a, yes, that's applied to many things. So, so, you know, the X, the point on the X where the two lines meet, right? Right. Um, you know, Let's let's take my me for example. Although we may be getting off subject a bit. Well, I mean we you know a little, a little bit, bit, but that's okay. But you're talking about how do you accomplish goals? Yeah. All right. That's a whole other show. We should do the X factor and focus. Okay. Yeah. We'll do that and talk about paring down so that the rest on the other side of that X where the lines diverge, right. everything becomes possible. No limits. Right. But it only happens when you identify. Uh, what you're good at or what you're going to be good at to set your mind toward focus. That's correct. And focusing on something. Right. Like instead of being a lawyer that does everything like a door lawyer, anything that walks through the door, being an elder law attorney that just does the state planning and elder law. That's it. Yeah. But then you have you a get ton of very you, good at that. That world becomes huge. To you. Yeah. And there's no limits within that world. Okay. But to suddenly for me to switch and do a murder trial tomorrow would be a tough, tough job to do. Right. Right. So I would know that that was a limit and I'd refer that person to someone else. Now, referring that person to someone else would, as the law of reciprocity and even the physical laws of the universe for each action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's going to put that person in my debt. Hopes are, especially if I follow up with that person. Hey, I referred this person to you. I hope that worked out well. Mm -hmm. A referral back to me, right? Which will further expand my business. So, but it doesn't start unless I I create boundaries and limits of myself. So, believe it or not, you can certainly inspire expansion and creativity and and wealth and expertise and growth. You can inspire growth by putting boundaries on yourself. Okay. So enormous growth by doing that. Steve Jobs was great at that. When he took back over at Apple, 
how many products they have. They have like a ton of products, crap ton of products that they're they're all sucked. I think so we scaled down to just a few, like three right. products, so they could get really good at that. Right, I get it. Right. So setting goals, writing those down, filing your goals, all of those things absolutely essential. Or do you need goals at all? Yeah, that's a great question too. Um, I'm reading a book right now called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Okay. <laughs> and it's, it addresses that issue. I can't wait to get further into it. But from what I can tell, and I've laughed a lot in like the first half chapter. Okay. Right. Um, and I loved re- listening to the audiobook and playing it really loudly while my wife's asleep. Going trying to get to sleep. What are you listening? Oh, uh, now Audible presents The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. So anyway, it was awesome. What are you listening to, Greg? So anyway, <laughs> uh, it you know you got so many people preaching to you about getting up at six a.m. and working out. You know, like, like we talk about Tim Cook's Apple CEOs. I get up at three forty-five or some shit. Bullshit. Whatever. And if yeah. you do, you know, you better go to bed at six. Yeah, that's right. You know, are you going to be in the grave in a few years because it's not a healthy lifestyle? So, you know, um, that's actually a rebellion. That's actually being in tune and less stressful, right? And getting sleep, maybe if you rebel against that, and mm-hmm. maybe accomplishing more that way. So should you even set goals? Right. right. Um, or will you naturally accomplish things? I think there's my, – my thoughts on that are I think stepping back and letting your brain breathe and accomplish problems is a smart thing. I like to build those times into my schedule. I'll wear that. So I'm okay with some downtime. Right. Now, I think you've got to have some. You do. Yeah. But well, because your mind will solve the problems that you need to solve. Right. And when you're trying to solve them, when your conscious brain is trying to solve them, then and you, you know, so you need to get out of yourself and disengage. Yeah. You basically want to get rid of all the crap that's in your mind, quiet it down. And- yeah. So, so, so yeah, there's, there's definitely time, you know, value in that. There's a, a lot of studies on tension management and a thing called tension management where you can disengage that conscious brain and let the subconscious brain solve those problems. Right. Happens while you're walking, maybe walking, playing a game of golf, hiking, those things, you know? Um, so those things, I think, you know, the freedom just to be is smart. But at some point, I think you want to know where you're going, okay? I think taking you past toward goals and, you know, not scripting everything out is, is probably works for me mm-hmm. well, and I knock it out a little bit at a time. Right. But still knowing where I'm going in the larger grand scheme of things, I think for anyone, it's a good and smart thing to do. Okay? Well, if, if anyone has questions or comments about the content presented here, how can they contact us? Okay. So, so uh, you know, we work very hard on the lawyergreg.com website, mm-hmm. getting quality content up there. There's a ton of content up there. Tons. Yeah, there's a lot. uh, lots of video, blogs. So there's a ton of information there. There's also form, uh, web forms on there where you can contact us directly, lawyergreg.com. Or... Um, On social, certainly the Lawyer Greg Facebook page, or Twitter face, or Twitter page, the Twitter Facebook, the Twitter, you know, Twitter Lawyer Greg uh, uh, at Lawyer Greg, 
Um, you can always hit me up on Twitter uh, or message me. And YouTube. you can check out all our content on the YouTube channel and you can comment there as well. Yeah. Um, and the podcast, I mean, that you're listening to mm -hmm. iTunes, Stitcher, and the Google Play Store for the podcast, the Lawyer Greg and Rockstar Lawyer. You know, the, this, this podcast is up uh, and will be coming to you regularly every week now. And then uh, if you need to give us a call, you can call us at toll-free, 866-866-6472. You heard that, right? 866-866-6472. And, you know, you can – I would urge everybody to check out the Rockstar Lawyer book. Robert and I put a ton of work into writing that book. Yes, um, you can get the print version, right, which uh, advantages of the print version um, is – you can work through the backstage pass sections and you can actually use it as a workbook. There's a place in the back of the chapter in each chapter where you can use it as a workbook. It's nice to have a physical copy. I, I always prefer a physical copy personally. But. Me too. I like to work with a physical copy and an ebook sometimes. It just depends because I'll have my phone on me or my iPad. And so you can get a regular, a standard ebook, um, Kindle ebook yeah. or iTunes ebook. Um, you, you know, iBook. You can get uh, an enhanced ebook. The enhanced ebook is my favorite version because it has videos um, of where I explain different concepts in the book and and talk about different sections of the book. Um, and then there's the audiobook, which will be up uh, within the next week or so, which yep. I narrate. And uh, so so check that out. It's published by Shelby House Publishing. Um, so if you have any questions about publishing books, uh, we we do a little bit of that too. So give us a call and uh, we'll, we'd be glad to discuss that with you and our services there. But uh, I'll tell you, love the fact that we're big in the U.S., Japan, and Germany. I uh, would love to visit uh, Japan and Germany. I've been to Japan, Tokyo, but never to Germany. And I uh, would love to visit both places. Uh, if, you, you know, if you need us for an event or a seminar, give us a call. Um, we'd love to speak. I'd love to speak. I can speak. For hours about most anything, and I love to talk about what I do, and love to talk about growth and uh, and everything that comes along with it, and uh, and doing well, uh, and living well. So, uh, contact us, uh, listen to the podcast. Um, what's coming up on next week's show, Robert? Next week's show will be about Survivor You. So not Survivor Kenya what or is Survivor Survival Mode, right? Survive. What's Survival Mode? So it's it's actually I think we're going to go into. Yes. What What is survival mode? That's getting right. out of it. Yes. Basically. Getting out of survival mode. I mean, in survival mode, you know, you'll drink your own piss, right? That's what that guy on TV does, Survivor <laughs> Man, right? That's you don't want to. You don't want to yeah. drink your own piss, bro. Yeah, I don't want to drink my own. Piss. I mean, it's you not might. Something I've ever found. Yeah. If I ever start drinking my own piss, just go ahead and s stop me, please. I, I like champagne. I don't. Yeah. Like piss. <laughs> the champagne and piss. So, I mean, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to. You want to make. Decisions from a place of abundance, not from a place of lack, right. and how you can shift out of that survival mode into that perception where you're making the right decisions. Absolutely. Which in the end moves you along the path that you want to go much faster. So thanks for listening and tune in next week. Thank you very much. To the Rockstar Lawyer Project.